Hey, this is Tyler Sugar. Join me weekday mornings for Bump and Run, brought to you by Chris Foster Heating and Air, your Ream Heating and Air Condition Specialist right here in Spartanburg on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. The head baseball coach at the University of South Carolina Upstate Spartans, Coach Mike McGuire. Coach, good morning. Good morning, Tyler. Uh, coach, uh, not exactly the weekend you hoped for. You did get a win against Winthrop um, in the first game, and uh, you'll drop the second two with a doubleheader on Saturday. Coach, uh, first, let's go back to that first game. A, a terrific performance uh, by your team winning that 5 to nothing. And, and again, uh, we talk about it each and every week, but Jordan Marks, again, was really fantastic for your team. Yeah, Jordan was really good, uh, you know, and we do talk about it every, each and every week, and you, you come to kind of expect it, but, uh, you know, not only is he one of the best pitchers in the Big South Conference, he's one of the best pitchers in the country, and he uh, uh, saw that again Friday night, uh, just uh, in complete control from the start, uh, and I think one of the things that makes him, you know, really good and separates him from some of the best pitchers is you know, in the middle innings, he had a little bit of traffic. And, uh, you know, when guys get on base is when he really starts making pitches. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, puts out uh, potential scoring opportunities. And, uh, you know, it just almost goes to another level when, when guys have a chance to score against him. And, and uh, I just think that's a mark of a great, great pitcher. Well, Coach, uh, in that first game, you, you were able to put five runs on the board. Uh, these next two games, you only got uh, two runs in the second game, one run in the third game. Uh, the offense struggled a little bit, or is it more of a credit to Winthrop pitching? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, obviously they got us out, so you got to give them some credit. But but honestly, uh just felt like it was a very disappointing day offensively for us. Uh, you know, we lost the first game uh, of the doubleheader, you know, 5-2, but it's a ball game that we, we had opportunities, uh, you know, it's middle innings, it's 4-1, to it's, you know, second, third, nobody out, didn't score. Just some situational stuff that we've done really well for the majority of the season that we didn't do well, you know, this weekend. And, uh, you know, I kind of think it, it kind of had a little snowball effect on us into game two of the doubleheader, just um, you know, some frustrations offensively that we had and you know we we got to learn, learn from it and move on uh, I just felt like uh, we we wasted too many at bats this weekend well coach still uh, looking at a, 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 de- a good record here in the Big South Conference as um, you were right you're right there near the top having a, a terrific season you get high point uh, or excuse me Radford coming up this weekend um, but you look back on this Winthrop series, Coach, and uh, what is one thing you could put your finger on that the team really needs to improve on going forward here in conference play? Well, I just think that uh, the quality of our bats, uh, you know, something we're really good at uh, the first 10, 12 games. And then, uh, honestly, we've kind of been up and down offensively since uh, since the Clemson game. And, uh, you know, we really need to uh, – you know, put it bats together. I think, uh, you know, we were really good early, you know, just putting, you know, three, four, five <coughs> quality at bats in a row. And now we're, we seem to have a, you know, a good at bat and then two really bad at bats. And then, uh, you know, then, and then a good at bat, you know, and it's hard to score that way. It's, uh, you know, the, <laughs> hate to say it, but you need some indifferent at bats. <laughs> you know, we seem to be, uh, 
on both ends of the spectrum with our bats right now. It's either really good or it's really bad, and uh, there seems to be no in-between where a few of the in-between of bats uh, you know, help us score and uh, just not give at bats away. And I, and I think it's, you know, I, I mean, I've coached for a long time. I've never been through a season where at some point you don't scuffle a little bit offensively. Uh, and, you know, I, I think uh, we've talked about that a little bit uh, yesterday at practice and, you know, it's a focus that uh, we get back going, you know, where we should be offensively uh, and ready for Radford this weekend. But, uh, you know, I like our club. I like our personnel. And, and, you know, having been through half the league and basically playing, you know, the top half the league so forth in, in the standings, uh, you know, I, I feel like uh, we, we match up well with anybody in the club or in the conference. We just got to play like we're capable of. And, yeah, I feel like we've had a you know a couple ball games that uh, we feel like we should have won and could have won, but bottom line is we didn't get it done. Well, coach, as, as the offense has been up and down, as you said, uh, one thing that's been pretty constant for your team has been the pitching. We talk about your starters a lot, but coach, I, I was looking at some of the numbers this week when when putting together an article for our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. And just some of those guys out of the bullpen with some staggering low ERAs and some great numbers, Coach, your, your bullpen's been really good. Yeah, you know, I really you know, felt like uh, we had a chance to have one of the best pitching staffs in the country, and, and not just the Big South, but in the entire country. And, uh, you know, that, that's, all, that's headlined by, you know, a Jordan Marks and Alex Garbrick, you know, guys that at the front of the rotation, and deservedly so, but what makes a great staff is the quality of the depth. And, and you just uh, look at, uh, you know, the years that, the, you know, Kevin Davis is having for us and, and Austin Morgan and Sawyer Worrell, uh, you know, you know, Sean Hupp has come back from injury and has been lights out for us. Uh, you know, just uh, some of those guys that, uh, I mean, you know, a uh, Will Lancaster, Kyle Schmidt, that are guys that threw a lot for us a year ago that are, are, you know, haven't pitched as much this year. And that just, I think, speaks volumes to the depth of our pitching staff and the quality of our pitching staff. Uh, you know, it, it's pretty pretty talented. It's pretty deep. Uh, it's pretty experienced. Uh, you know, when you look at it, I mean, Trey Miller and Jake Kubler are both freshmen that are, are, are seeing significant time for us on the mound and doing a good job. But outside of them, you know, it's mostly upperclassmen, uh, you know, guys that have been there, you know, for a year or two uh, at the college level or junior college level. And, uh, you know, I really like the contributions I'm getting from lots of different guys. I mean, Nate Payne, uh, Nate Payne didn't pitch at all in the first uh, 10 games of the season, you know, got his feet wet at Clemson and then has been really good for us and thrown, you know, seven innings uh, over the last two weeks and been really good. And so just a lot of good options uh, and, Therefore, I don't think we have to ride any one guy too far, too hard, uh, especially early in the year. And we, we talk about we want to be playing in June. In order to do that, we got to be playing our best in May. And you can't do that with a, a bullpen that's uh, running on fumes in May. So I like the contribution we're getting up and down. Coach, you got Radford this weekend. You've already played a three-game series with the Highlanders. So give us a little scouting report on Radford. Well, see, you know, it's been really different. First time I've ever experienced this. You play somebody a three-game series, and then you got to turn around and play them a three-game series four weeks later. 
you know, especially as, as recent as it's been. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, they're, they're a good club, you know, it's going to be different. We're playing up there at their place. They're playing on the turf. Uh, you know, I think when, when they came to our place, uh, I don't think they'd played any games on grass yet. And, uh, so that's an adjustment. Uh, you know, now we're going up there to play on turf. I, I don't think the adjustments, you know, is hard for us going to the turf, but, uh, you know, it's the familiarity they have with the turf and playing on the turf that, uh, we lack. And so, uh, you know, they've shuffled their pitching staff a little bit, uh, a couple guys in different roles from, from when we saw them, which, you know, again, we were in week three of the season. So I expected them to change a little bit, but, uh, they seem to have gotten the bats going since we, uh, since we played them early. So, you know, we're going to have our hands full. We got to play well, uh, you know, and obviously we got them three times at our place early in the year. So, you know, they're like everybody in the league. They're fighting fighting for a place in the conference tournament. So it's going to be an extremely important series to them, and they, they want some revenge. So, you know, we're going to have to take our A game or it's going to be a long weekend. Coach, good to talk to you again. Good luck to you against Radford, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Coach. That's Coach Mike McGuire, the head coach of the USC Upstate Spartans. He joined Hey everyone, this is Ben Ingram. Wake up weekday mornings with Tyler Sugart on Bump and Run from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on Spartanburg's home for the Atlanta Braves, Fox Sports 1498-3 FM. Ben Ingram, the voice of the Atlanta Braves. Ben, how are you? I'm doing well, Tyler. Thanks for having me this morning, man. Absolutely. Uh, we're so excited uh, that Braves baseball is uh, coming back here on Thursday, we have had um, some years off from being a Braves affiliate, uh, but we are proud to be back carrying Atlanta Braves baseball here on Fox Sports 1400, and I'm so glad that, uh, that you're going to be calling the games this year. Yeah, excited for it. And, and look, it's going to be a, a lot of fun, a really good team, and uh, still down here in spring training. We've got one game left here today, and everything that I've seen is just uh, ramped up the excitement even more and more. So really thrilled for what we could see for this ball club, and feel like they could do even more than they did last year, which is a major statement. Um, of course, fans are going to be very familiar with your voice. You've hosted the uh, the Braves pregame for a number of years. You've called some games um, for the Atlanta Braves, but moving over and in, in, into the big seat and, and calling games, uh, for the most part, you'll be doing the majority of the baseball games. Um, just uh, what do you think that transition is going to be like? I think it's going to be really exciting. I mean, for, for me personally, it's, it's what I've always wanted to do and Everything that I've done in radio has been in pursuit of play-by-play. -play. So um, I did minor league baseball for six seasons and did four of those in, in the uh, with the AA ball club for the Braves in Mississippi and then made the transition over to Atlanta. It's been a lot of fun. So uh, so many great broadcasters have, uh, have been in that chair, and I'm just excited to be there and work alongside Joe Simpson and Jim Powell and Jonathan Chadwick, our producer. It's a really good team. and. Uh, just, just really thrilled to bring our fans baseball. I think the most exciting thing, more than anything, about all of this is uh, me being from the South and being a Braves fan growing up, and now being uh, uh, in a position where I can call Braves baseball. I love how our team is so. Uh, I love how our team is, is so such has such a big region. I mean, we are the entire Southeast. I don't think there's another team in Major League Baseball that has an entire region of the country like the Braves do. It's really exciting to talk to people who are outside of, uh, of Atlanta or outside of Georgia and people who listen to us on the Braves Radio Network, which is so large. 
We've got uh, roughly 150 stations in about nine states, and, and that is just so much fun to know that uh, we're, we're bringing Braves baseball to an entire region of the country. So uh, to me, that's thrilling and, and very exciting stuff and uh, bringing them a team that they love, but it, it's a team that's really good this year with really high expectations. So to me, that, that transition is going to be a lot of fun. Ben Ingram, the voice of the Braves, joins us on the Image Sprinting Highlight. Ben, this is a, uh, as you mentioned a couple of times, a very good Braves baseball team. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that team. The defending MVP uh, is on first base. You're bringing in a bunch of great pitchers. Uh, Freed will start on Thursday. You got Soroka, who will be back from the injury soon. Um, just a loaded pitching staff, a lot of young talent. Uh, this is a, a very good team from top to bottom. Yeah, it is. And I think it starts with a pitching, like you mentioned. I'm, I'm really excited about where this rotation is. I mean, it's a team that last year gets a win away from the World Series, and they did it with lots of question marks in the rotation. You had Mike Soroka hurt. He was out. You had Ian Anderson, who only made a handful of starts in the big leagues prior to any postseason experience. Uh, you're running relievers out there. I mean, they were really just kind of putting it together with duct tape and bailing wire towards the end. And now you roll into the season with a rotation that's just stacked, um, adding Drew Smiley, adding Charlie Morton, lots of experience that you add into that rotation. Mike Soroka should be back end of April slash early May, and that's really big. And then Max Freed has just turned into one of the best pitchers in the game. I mean, he's just a winner, and, and I love his mentality. So throw all that in with Ian Anderson, and I think that's where you have to start. It's just a really, really good rotation. And, and one that every single day you feel like the guy who's going out there gives you a good opportunity to win the ball game. Throw that in there with the, with the lineup that you've got. And it's a lineup last year that was amongst the best in, in so many offensive categories. And you mentioned Freddie Freeman, and he is the reigning MVP. And you, you got Marcelo Zuna in there with him. And Ronald Acuna, to me, is the, the most exciting young player in baseball. Uh, Ozzie Albies and Dansby Swanson and Austin Riley. And it's just such a long lineup. And, and one that opposing pitchers have such a difficult time navigating through and finding out. But I just see that uh, when I stack this lineup up against most any other lineup in Major League Baseball, there aren't too many lineups that are as deep as this one is. So uh, with all that together, it, it's really hard to, to expect anything shy of, of where they were last year or beyond because it's a, it's a good division. And I know the Mets are better and uh, so are the Nationals, but I really think that this team is still the team to beat in the division and I don't see too many weaknesses with this ball club at all. All right, let's let, let's step away from the actual game itself for a minute. I want to kind of get an idea. I, you know, I call some games for for some folks around here, and I just want to get a look into the life of what a major league broadcaster does on a daily basis. Let's say you're this weekend. Of course, you're traveling uh, with the team. Uh, are, are y'all get, first of all? Are you getting to travel with the team to Philadelphia uh, due to COVID? Unfortunately, and all that stuff? not. Okay. Unfortunately, I think we, I think we're hoping June, July we might be able to travel with the team. Okay. Um, but yes, but it, that still stands though. I, I understand. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe for a seven o'clock game, what's it lead? What's the lead up to like? Basically, yeah. What do, what do you do? Uh, what do you do all day? Well, I, for me, a lot of my prep starts the night before. I mean, my and, and I'm a, a little bit of a of a different bird when it comes to prep for a game. I I really kind of geek out on it i mean I, I do a lot of prep for a game i might use a third of what i prep and it's not just because i want to be prepared i mean i do but i really enjoy uh, finding out nuggets along the way that i can bring our, our audience so i like people to be entertained and i want them to know what's going on but i also want them to learn something anytime I've, i'm on the air and and ha- have them learn something about their favorite team or their favorite players so when i finish a game the night before 
uh, usually I go home or to my hotel room and I'll start my prep for the next day's game. That usually starts with my pitchers. Um, and I'll prep for, I'll have two starting pitchers that are scheduled to go. Uh, I'll prep for what they've done to this point, what they did in their last start, what they throw, that kind of thing. And that's how I finish my day. I like to go ahead and work ahead. The next day when it rolls around, uh, it's, I'm a big breakfast guy, get a good breakfast, get a good workout in. And then it kind of flips right back to putting my work hat on. Come about uh, 1, 2 o'clock, I'm making my way to the ballpark for a 7 o'clock game. So I'm typically there, you know, 2 o'clock, 2.30, somewhere in that range. Uh, usually never later than 3 o'clock. Uh, we typically have to, uh, myself or Joe, we take turns interviewing Brian Schnitzer and doing the Brian Schnitzer report. That runs on our pregame show. So if it's my turn to do that, then I'm getting to the ballpark and I'm, uh, lining up either with a Zoom call with Snit like we did last year or going down to his office when we're able to once again to go and uh, go down to the clubhouse and, and do a quick interview with Snitker and uh, chat about that day's game. At that point, I come up and I've got my lineups, fill out my lineup card, um, go through the lineup for each team, and maybe uh, if there's a note or two on a guy here or there that I want to make sure I write down and, and get to our audience that night, I'll write that down. And then once we're able to go back down to the field and have access to the players again, that's typically when I would go down to the batting cage, uh, hang out around the cage. There's so many good nuggets you can pick up around the cage, just talking to the players, having an opportunity to, to get in their air just for a minute. And they'll tell you things. They'll give you good information that maybe you couldn't get anywhere else. And at that point, uh, I like to be clear of all of that an hour before the first pitch because I, I want to sit down, have uh, dinner, make sure that my, the, the runway is kind of clear for, for us to get the game going, and then just relax that last hour leading up to the first pitch. So there's a lot that goes into it, but it, it's definitely on a schedule in my mind. And I, I feel like similarly to how the players are very routine-oriented, I, I know that I'm very routine-oriented and, and almost feel like a robot sometimes when it comes to uh, when I start prepping for a game right all the way, all the way up to the first pitch of the game. And do the game that night, start the whole thing all over again. So um, needless to say, we, we really enjoy our off days, <laughs> taking advantage of an off day here or there. But uh, it, it's a lot of work, but I really it, it's work that I thoroughly enjoy. And that's kind of my day going through a, a major league day. Well, Ben, when you're in a visiting city, how much do you go out and, and get to enjoy the fairs of that city? Well, if you have an off day a lot, and that's the cool thing, and, and we all know our schedule really, really well. We know where our off days are going to be. We know where uh, the cities are that we enjoy grabbing a dinner res reservation and things like that. If we don't have an off day, a lot of times in the mornings, that's when I'm getting an opportunity to go do something, whether it's, um, you know, a lot of times I'll get up, go eat breakfast, and then go see something that day or go for a run somewhere. Maybe if we're in uh, Miami or San Diego, maybe get to the beach for an hour or two and then go get lunch then get ready to go to work. So a lot of times it's the mornings slash late mornings. Uh, so many times that we're in New York City, if you want to go do something, you can go walk around town during the mornings or late mornings. And uh, I typically give myself to about noon, one o'clock till I'm wrapping all that up. So if you have an off day in a town, that's when it's a lot better. If you have an off day in, in New York, uh, Chicago, uh, San Diego, those are, those are my favorite cities. You can always get a really good meal those nights and uh, enjoy an off night. So uh, we all take advantage of those off nights. But if we have a game that day, it's typically sometime morning to late morning when you might get out and see some of the things to do in the city. 
All right, uh, Braves baseball back in action on Thursday to get the Phillies. Uh, you have how much research have you done on the Phillies already? Nothing on top of what I already know. Everything that I've been doing here lately has been for the opponent that we played today. For instance, we play the the Red Sox today, so I did a little bit of research last night on on uh, on our game today and and uh, what we're expecting to see. The good news is about the Red Sox. This will be the ninth time we played them, so there's not a whole lot of research I can do where I. I won't learn something that I don't already know. Uh, we've seen these guys a ton down here. But once we finish up, I, I fly home this evening after the game. And uh, so I'll be back in Atlanta tonight, and I'll have an off day tomorrow. So sometime tomorrow night, that's when I'll start my prep for the Phillies and uh, that matchup with uh, with Freed and Nola. And then uh, it's a day game, so I'm going to have to move everything up a little bit. So I'll probably cram a little bit more tomorrow than I normally would since it's a day game. I think our first six games are all day games. So uh, we're looking forward to that. But that's that's kind of when that whole thing will start, and we'll be ready come uh, come 3 o'clock on Thursday afternoon. Yeah, looking forward to it. Braves baseball back uh, here on Fox Sports 1400. 98.3 FM, Spartanburg has the Braves back on the radio. Ben, we appreciate you joining us. Glad to learn a little more about you. And looking forward to to Braves baseball and getting this season underway. It's going to be a great team. It's going to be a great division. Like you said, the Mets are vastly improved. Um, so you never know what you're going to get, except you know the Marlins probably won't be very good. <laughs> we'll take it. I appreciate you having me, Tyler. Really good to visit with you this morning. Thanks, thanks, Ben. Hope to talk to you again soon. You got it. Thank you. That's Ben Ingram, the voice of the Atlanta Braves, joining us here on Bump and Run on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. Just wanted